You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Hot Take Hot Box fresh off of a spanking by the 49ers the Eagles just received. Uh, A little under 24 hours ago at this point. Like I said, this is the Hot Take Hotbox. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by the Ty Capone. Ty, uh, listen, we're going to have a lot of uh, looking under the hood and a lot of um, soul-searching today during this podcast. Uh, You know, if you look on Twitter, you wouldn't think the Eagles are, I'm sorry, uh, 11-2, 10-2, or are they 10-2 right now? So we're about to be be 11-2, but... uh, 10-2, sorry. 10-2. How are you feeling right now? I mean, obviously, 42 to 19 is not good. We will get into it all, but let's just intro us out right here. Yeah. Uh, well, the fact the fact that they all wore black, all of them were all black. Uh, Debo Samuel pretty much told everybody, yeah, both their corners are trash. The only reason their defense is good is because they're front. And um, they pretty much backed up everything they were going to say from last year. It's funny because Fred Warner, I think, was like, you know what? Uh, I wish we hadn't talked all that shit. They won. They deserved it. And I'm like, oh, man, I kind of fuck with these guys, or at least Fred Warner. And then they come out, and they're just they're like, nope, we're fucking trolling you this week. We're going to tell you what we're going to do. And then they did it. And uh, honestly, I got I, you know, I'm not going to say I respect them for it, but uh, yeah, I mean, we just got our asses absolutely spanked. And uh, they put belts to asses on Sunday. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, what can I, what can I do? What can I do? Uh, you know hate the Niners more and, and, and say, ah, oh, fuck these guys. I'm, I'm pissed at everybody in the Eagles front office. I'm pissed at Big Dom. Not sure why he's where he is. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. We're not yeah, doing I'm that. I'm pissed. We're yeah, not, yeah. No, no. We're not doing that. <laughs> You're not going to be mad at a fellow Italian-American like yourself, dude. Well, I am because Nick Sirianni is also an Italian-American. And he said, That's you know true. what, Jalen Hurts, you clear concussion protocol. We're down 30. Let me put you back out there in the game. DeAndre Swift gets fucking lit up, gets hurt, and he says, you know what? I'm going to keep my starters out in the field. Absolute fucking stupid. Stupid. There's well, no re- Once I saw Swift get hurt, I-, I turned the game off, and I said, I'm taking a nap. I'm not, I'm not letting this team get me any more angry. I'm not trying to wake up and hear, oh, Hurts gets uh, concussed in a game where he should have been in. Like, I- I'm not, that, that, that's not something I wanted to see, and that's not something that should have happened. When Mariota came in, he should have stayed in. The game was over. We were not winning. We are not coming back. At all. We scored, what, Devontae Smith, and then they said, here, we're going to give it to Devo Samuel again just to make sure you guys know you're not making a comeback. And that was that. Yeah, I mean, overall, it was just an absolute thumping. It it was a drumming. It was whatever words you want to use. We came out, and you know the amazing thing is that we had a first-quarter lead, which we probably haven't had in the last month at least. Yeah. Really, I mean, well, I, you know, I think we scored first last week, and then we just—I don't know—it just it, it. You go, it, you kind of had a bad feeling from the very beginning of the game when you go down there twice and you can't really score. You know, you you don't you, you don't punch it in. You twenty-six yard field goal to start the game is not good. Thirty-nine yards. You're not exactly. You're not on the goal line. Where you know you were you were pretty close to the goal line on the on the first drive, but your defense gets you off the field. You get the ball back twice, and you only settle for field goals, and then you just you, you kind of knew it was bad, bad news. You were still in the game at halftime. 
and then we just we I don't think it necessarily like it, the the tough thing I'm or the a problem I'm having with this is that I don't really think we even played all that bad. You know, you know, like that's what's really upsetting. Like we didn't turn the ball over a lot. There isn't like something we can point to and be like, "Wow, if we do this or we do that, then we will be back. We'll, we'll, you know, we're gonna turn this around." Like we just got smoked from beginning to end. And I think obviously, well, I say that, but there are some things you can obviously clean up. And on the defensive end, I don't think it's like if we played these guys a hundred times, we'd lose a hundred times, Ty. But uh, I mean, we weren't able to stop the run whatsoever. They they were you know we weren't able to run the ball and nor did we even really try. We had what DeAndre Swift had six total carries. Yeah. Kenny Kenny Gainwell had two. Boston Scott had one. And I know you're down for a big portion of this game, but still, it, it was close enough for a, for a while where you could have got them got those guys going. You had 45 attempts from Jalen Hurts, and you made mention he went in got checked for a concussion at some point. The, your two wide receivers had good games. 8 for 114 for A.J. Brown and 9 for 96 and a touchdown for Devontae Smith. But their guy, you know, and I think the big, and we, we talked about this, and I know there's probably going to be a lot of uh, Niner, Niner fans that come back to this uh, video after to piss on our graves, which by all means, honestly, I do respect it. You have to do what you got to do. Uh, I would do the same thing. We uh, well, I wouldn't it. waste I would... my time and go into 49er videos and comment. I That's don't, true. I would That's never true. watch that because I'm not a fucking loser. But, uh, you know, their guy, they, they just... Kyle Shanahan, that's, that's the point I was going to make, is so much of a better coach than Nick Sirianni. And he's just a better game planner, better caller of a game. It's just... That is a huge advantage when we get matched up with these guys. And you could just tell by... Guys were wide open for their for their team. I mean, how many times did Kittle catch a ball where he didn't have anybody in front of him for like twenty yards? Debo was yeah. getting the ball and having free reign to just make plays. If you get Debo the ball in open space, it's over. I mean, he even had a rushing touchdown yesterday. It, you know, they spread the wealth all around. Debo had two. Ayuk had one. Jawan Jennings had a touchdown. Ty, Mister uh, Mister Third Down. Where do we Where do we go from here, man? Really, uh, you know, and we'll talk about you know Shaq Leonard's an eagle. Now we'll we'll give that its time after we're done with this. But where do we go from here? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure because there's there's uh, there's questions everywhere. Honestly, like you know we uh, <clears throat> we were getting yards. We um, you know our our main guys did their thing, but I feel like <laughs> you know record aside, I feel like we're just we just there's something we don't have. Like there's a, there's a few components of a championship team that we don't have the defense being a huge, huge issue. And the offense Listen, you know, the defense lost us that game. The defense has been putting the offense behind the eight ball all year. Yeah. However, the offense has just moments. It's kind of unfortunate because we kind of need the offense to be perfect. Um, especially at the end of games, but to start off games, we're doing nothing. We're, we're not giving Swift the ball until the second half. That seems to be the script. Not really sure why. Um, yeah. And, our offense is stalling out. It's it's stalling out. It's uh, you know the first two we score what on our first two possessions of the game, and then I think they they punted both both ones, and then after that it was just a reversal. It was, it's it just happened so quick. Brian Johnson's just completely out of his element. The play calls are not good. Um, honestly, Jalen Hurts had a lot of time to throw last night. Yeah. Nobody was getting open. Nobody was getting open. And you know, again, AJ and Devontae had pretty good games. Quez Watkins finally got involved. Boston Scott broke off a big a big play, but 
all in all, like nothing was developing. It's, it seems like Brian Johnson is really holding the offense back. Cause there, like I said, there is talent. We don't, we're missing Dallas Goddard, which is huge, but he's not scheming guys open. Guys are just getting open. They're winning their one-on-one battles. That's why they're getting open. AJ Brown was beating Charvarius Ward on slants the entirety of the first half. That's why he was able to do well. It wasn't anything Brian Johnson was doing. Very vanilla play calling. When you look at the Niners, they were running it wide and then they were throwing it in the middle and just completely throwing us for a loop. We didn't know where we were going. We didn't know where we were lining up. Uh, like you said, Kittle was <laughs> nobody was was covering Kittle. Um, I think the only guy that I noticed didn't have a bad game was Kevin Byard. Like everybody else, I noticed was just behind. Uh, Eli Ricks, poor guy. He 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 shouldn't be in the situation he's in, but he is, and he's getting torched. So. Yep. Um, Bradley Roby, torched. Uh, Josh Sweat, I mean, you know, when he's not lining off sides, he's not really doing much else. Guys, he's just last bouncing off Nick Morrow. You know, I mean, yeah, Nick, Nick Morrow's Moore, just bouncing off of humans is what I should Nick, say. N- Nicholas Morrow had a historically bad game last night, and I don't want to, you know, I, I, I don't want to completely shit on him. Sean Desai completely got pantsed by Kyle Shanahan. I mean, he, Kyle Shanahan saw what he was doing. He said, oh, this is going to be easy. You're just going to put Nicholas Morrow on Debo Samuel all game? Sure. We're going to keep giving him the ball, and he's going to keep running past him, through him, over him, across from him. It doesn't matter. Like Nicholas Morrow was targeted eight times, I believe. Six catches allowed for 175 yards. That's nuts. 151 after the catch. There was, I think he had a couple missed tackles for sure. Um, the one, Yeah, yeah, he had, a, he had one, and it was on that touchdown. Remember, the slant is across yeah. the middle. He had him, then just... Just that was it. So, I, Moro should not be covering Debo Samuel the whole game. Like we, we have to mix things up. Our coordinators, when things aren't working, we can't continue to keep doing them. Like Darius Slade needs some help out there, man. He's just continued to get beat all year, pretty much. Bradbury, I didn't notice him really get beat much last night, but our run defense has been kind of an issue. Milt Williams had a really bad game. Um, Jordan Davis, he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be a, a good run defender. He hasn't been a run defender most of the year. I'm not really sure, you know, what's going on with that. But uh, I just – the defense as a whole is, is, you know, I wonder how much of this is being tired. Three games in 13 days, is that correct? Yeah, that's, 13 or 14, one of them. That's brutal. That's brutal. And especially the last game against the Bills, I think I think they they had like 97 offensive snaps. So – it sounds like a shitty excuse, but these these guys are not robots, so they're going to get tired. And we have a lot of guys who are in their thirties, so it's going to happen. But let me tell you, man, it doesn't get any easier from here. I mean, we got Dallas next week, and if we think you know uh, we're going to be able to take take a take a break here defensively, we're not. CD Lamb is going to be doing whatever he wants. I'm sure Brandon Cooks will be involved. I'm sure Jake Ferguson will be involved, and um, you know Dak's been playing at MVP level for the last six seven games since they lost to the Niners, basically. So. You know, Shaq Leonard, I, I hope, will be big, right? It's crazy that we need Shaq Leonard and Zach Cunningham to st- uh, stabilize, stabilize, is that a word? Stabilize. stabilize. I think there you right. go. Stabilize uh, the middle of this defense, but that that's what we do. That's what we need because, you know, I don't know what the safeties are doing, but they have to they have to help these two corners out a lot, and then the inside corner is getting cooked. So our pass rush isn't really Getting there. I mean, we're, we're getting some. They really pressure. didn't even have the sacks. opportunity yesterday. It seemed because no. that ball was yeah. getting out of there quick. Yeah, if you look at Brock Purdy's uh, next next gen stats passing chart, it's all short, all short. Yeah, but, I mean, these guys were open quick, like quickly. 
You know, we're, Kyle Shanahan, like I said, is scheming these guys open. Do you, do you think Jawan Jennings um, is that great of a receiver? No, not not at all. But like I said, he's scheming these guys up. He's he's doing things with Debo Samuel. He's doing things with McCaffrey, Kittle, Ayuk. Ayuk is, is a bad. I don't even think he did any that much last night. But um, we kind of on offense, we're we're kind of forced to say, hey uh, AJ, hey Devontae, go go get open against this guy against this corner one on one. Um, th- there's nothing really exciting or popping up, popping out about this offense and the play calling specifically. No. So I, I think it's, again, it's, it's kind of hard for me to break down the, the coordinators because I'm not like an X's and O's guy, right? I can't say we should be doing single high instead of this. I, I, I don't know what we should be doing, but when something isn't working, you have to change it up. You have to change up the personnel. You have to change up, uh, you know, everything, right? And we, we all year, the, the coordinators have kind of been just just doing the same old thing all year, and th- you know, no adjustments, not even uh, in between game, uh, in between games, halftime at, at all. We had a bye week that didn't matter. So just inconsistency all around, and um, it finally caught up with us. Yeah, you know, a lot, a couple of the YouTube comments last week were telling us that uh, Brian Johnson's a better play caller than he gets credit for. He calls a first half sure. game that sets up plays for later on in the game. I, I mean. I think right. in some instances, yes, you're probably right. That's maybe what's what that has happened. There's been instances of that happening, but in reality, man, he's he's far far too inconsistent of a play caller, and it seems like he calls the game in like a Madden esque way, where it's he spams certain plays over and over again, and what it just it lacks creativity, it lacks just any sort of. I don't know. I mean, there were some some chunk plays there, but they weren't like these huge plays. It was, like you said, A.J. Brown cooking somebody on a slant and busting it up for maybe 15, 20 yards. I I, I just, I, I'm, I'm like, not, I, I don't know. Like, I'm almost at a loss for words because it, it, you made mention of it before uh, in the last episode, and I think there is a little bit, like a, a a tiny bit of truth to it, and I think there's maybe a little bit, a big bit of truth to it, is that the Eagles needed to lose one of these games to really just turn and look themselves in the mirror and say, wow, like we have some serious problems. Now, it shouldn't have taken this to happen yeah. for them to look themselves in the mirror and go, wow, we have really been skating by on the, by the skin of our teeth and getting lucky in, in some of these games, and we have not been playing our best football, and we need to fix this. Something needs to change. We need to fix this. Yep. Uh, it should not have taken this, but I, that is my only shred of like hope that I have coming from a game like this. Because uh, you know the the bad thing is is you lose games like this. You know, and if you go into Dallas next week and you lose, you know you're gonna make the playoffs, but you're gonna have to go to San Francisco or to Dallas to beat one of these guys. And I don't like our chances. Yeah, and all year, you know, everybody kept saying. <laughs> and everybody kept thinking about, you know, the record. It's all that matters. You know, we, we won again. Anytime I'd see somebody, they'd be like, yo, your Eagles, another win. And I'm just like, you know, I'm happy. But I'm like, yeah, but, you know, we almost gave up 500 yards. Gabe Davis had like 120 yards. Like certain things are happening that I, I don't like. You know, it's, we're, we're not winning cleanly at all. We're getting outplayed in some of these games. But, but we're winning, right? So, and um, that's a problem you've seen before with teams that have like amazing records that come up short. Uh, you know, look at Kentucky when they were undefeated. They didn't know what it took to to lose a game, and then they finally lost the game. I, completely different sports. I get it. That's college. This is the pros. 
but and we did take a loss. It was to the Jets, but it was early in the year. And then we, we came back after that. We beat the Chiefs. We beat the Bills, beat the Cowboys, beat the Dolphins. And um, I, I feel like we just thought we were kind of invincible. Like, you know, nobody's going to come into our house and beat us. Nobody's going to talk shit and troll us. Like, you know, we won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. We were just there last year. We're 10 and 1. And um, yeah, I, I really wish it was last week to the Bills instead of the Niners, but we need it to take a, a loss. And maybe we need to lose at home. Maybe we need to get booed off the field in the first half. I saw people saying, like, oh my God, Eagles fans, how could you boo your 10 and 1 team? It's like, bro, give me a break. Look at the way we're here playing, man. in the pouring rain again. And they're, they're playing like dog shit. They scored two field goals in the first two drives after marching down the field. And that was it. They didn't even do anything. They didn't even try for the rest of the first half to score. They want to go into the second half. Hey, let's, look at us. We're down 14-6 at half after being down 17-7 at half two games in a row. That's not going to keep working, right? You, you, the comeback kids thing is not going to keep working. And as soon as they got the ball to start the second half, boom, seven, yard, uh, seven plays, 75-yard touchdown. And that was kind of like, that just set it up. That just set up the whole second half. We went down 21-6. <clears throat> we came back and scored, but so did they. And then we punted, they scored, we scored, they scored. Like I said, the game was over from that first um, the first drive. Uh, the third down, we, we could have held them. Jawan Jennings, who seems to be Mr. Third Down for them. Um, Christian McCaffrey was just, as soon as he would go out wide, um, right, left, doesn't matter what side, he was just getting five, six yards every play. He didn't get a big, big run. Like I think as long as it was 15 or 16, but every single run was six, seven yards. Um, and then Debo Samuel, and all, just and as soon as he got the ball, he killed us. Yeah. Um, our guys weren't in position. Our guys weren't beating blocks at all. And uh, our guys weren't tackling. It seems like our guys were just a step behind. We all, Everybody looks slow in this game, every single part of the team. The O-line. Uh, I mean, we gave him some time to throw, but how many times did, you know, the pocket kind of collapse quickly or something? Cam Jurgens got beat a hell of a lot. The run game, the run blocking wasn't really working. Like, it seemed like Jalen Hurts also wasn't sharp. You know, I don't want to kill the guy, but also, you know, when you're the quarterback of a Super Bowl team and you make as much money as you do, you're, you're going to have to catch the heat. And he has not, he has not played up to the point that we need him to, up to the level that we need him to at any point pretty much this year. So it, it doesn't all start with him, for sure. But he needs to be better. Everybody needs to be better, for sure. Um, and I, I think they can rally. I think they absolutely can. I think the last, well, you know, we'll see what they're made of against Dallas. That's, I mean, if you can't wake up for that game after what just happened. Then I'm they're sure. cooked. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe, no, right? I, mean, I mean, listen. If they go to Dallas and they get cooked again, that I mean, we'll we'll let's just let's just uh, put a bow on this 49ers <coughs> conversation real quick because yeah, it, they're it really that is the only like like that's the only hope I am uh, taking from this is that this is going to wake them up. That I I can't. Is there anything you liked? Um, I I guess the protection, the the amount of time that Jalen was able to have in the pocket on some of those plays was good. And I think the first half offense was good getting to it. Like, the first quarter, the first couple drives were good. It just kind of evaporated after that. It it was that, that, those were the things that I liked. Again, still not running the ball early in the game, which I, I can't understand. And like you made mention of, not using DeAndre Swift early in the game. Again, why? I don't get it. Why? If that's your, if that's it, then they should have gotten another running back if they were just going to use him in the second half. I don't understand it at all, dude. It's 
we have become such like a, 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 a like remember the Andy Reid days when everyone would argue, oh my god, we all we do is throw, 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 yeah. throw, throw. This guy <laughs> makes him look like a uh, old school pound the rock kind of coach because all he does is throw the ball or a Jalen designed run, and. I knew it, it, I knew it was bad news when we scored and we won on that QB draw last week. I said, oh, man, that thing ain't going nowhere anytime soon. And yeah. I don't think it was a QB draw necessarily that Jalen got hurt on, but it, it just, you, you know, you keep running your quarterback, you're going to run him into the ground, getting concussions and, and shit like that. And then you bring it's him just, back out. Bringing him Why back not, out, right? like you said. That's great. Having... Your team. Oh, we're gonna keep fighting till the end. Like, let's let's not be fucking idiot. Let's not be stupid, dude. Please, that's, that's can we use our insane. heads just for once, Mister Sirianni? It's over. Yeah. We were cooked. It, it, we should have started fighting in the beginning. Maybe we would have been able to fight till the end. We were getting yeah. fried, man, up and down the field. the The big thing is, I just think it's gonna hold this team back. They might be like nineteen is not gonna cut it. I, 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 that's apparent. But you can't give up forty two points. I don't care what's going on. It was. Way too easy for Brock Purdy. And and again, let me make sure if you 49ers fans are still out there listening, I don't think he's that good. I still don't. Uh, I'm not I am I did not leave that game saying, wow, Brock Purdy's so good. He knows where the ball needs to go. He's like I guess he's very good in that sense, but I, it's everything was so easy. Any quarterback could have played for the 49ers just yesterday with that game plan and gotten the ball out with 15 yards of space in between pl- players. I don't think he made one tough throw yesterday. And that's nothing yeah. against him. He didn't have to. Yeah. I mean, when you're playing against a uh, Sean's side defense, you don't really have to make tough throws, I guess. But um, I guess once we fi- face a team that has, you know, multiple weapons on offense, like the Bills don't really have that many ru- weapons. James Cook's pretty solid, but their O-line in general isn't great. James Cook is more of a uh, kind of like a Tony Pollard mold where he's not a bell cow runner, but he can run for a little bit. He can catch for a little bit. Uh, and then they just have Stephon Diggs and Dalton Kincaid, who's still young. Gabe Davis, inconsistent. We made him look great. But, like, they didn't have that many weapons. San Fran does, man. San Fran's O-line's good. Uh, more more so than anything, they're, they have the best play caller, I think, in the league. That's the one of the, be- big- one of the better offensive guys in NFL history. Is that, I don't know if that's a stretch. I mean, he's just, he's wor- he's done so well in so many different places. Like, yeah. It's, it's hard for me to really – you know, like I said, he has Brock Purdy as the NFL – Odds on favorite to win the MVP on December fourth. That that's crazy. That's great, right? You, you'd be like Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, you know, maybe Tyreek, maybe Dak. No, Kyle Shanahan has Brock Purdy as the favorite. As crazy as that sounds, and probably won't happen, but you never know. Um, that that's just the work that he got, he does. Brock Purdy was wasn't he a seventh rounder, right? Yeah, um, Mr. Irrelevant. Absolute, yeah, Mr. Irrelevant. So if you could, like, like I said, man, Shanahan's probably one of the better offensive minds in recent memory. In NFL history, possibly. And, um, you know, he has multiple pieces on that team. Elijah Mitchell's their backup running back. He's solid, but you don't even need him. You got McCaffrey, Ayuk, Samuel, Kittle, Juwan Jennings. For a wide receiver three, is pretty good. You know, our wide receiver three for a while was Julio Jones, who's, you know, came and move really anymore. Um, and we don't really, we don't have a tight end at this point. Not yet. I don't know if he's come back next week. I don't know what the latest is on that. We, we need him. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that you could hope to boost and uh, maybe uh, give this team some sort of jump start. But uh, I guess we should just get into next week. We got Eagles-Dallas basically for the division, the lead, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure whoever wins this is leading, uh, leaving with a division lead. It is next Sunday, a Sunday night game. Do you, do you prefer uh, – do you like the Sunday night game, Ty? 
Uh, I mean, I love Carrie Underwood, so. Well, that's true. You know, I've been waiting all day for Sunday night, and that, that that's, how you, that's how you feel when she's up there. And uh, the- once you see them legs, does she have the nicest legs ever? Stacy Keebler is probably like you know hold that held that title for a while, but I think uh, Carrie Underwood's got to be number one. I mean, she's but, up there. Um, if, if you were making a power ranking, she's definitely up there. Ty, we yeah. are three also, and a half point underdogs next week. People were surprised that we were underdogs this week. I was like, well, I'm now it makes sense. I know we're at home. Yeah, now it makes sense, right? It, all the people are like, too good to be true. Eagles underdogs at home, I'm taking them. I'm like, all right, well, you're going to be you're gonna be nervous for a large part of this game. Looks like they uh, there's kind of better as were. So this week, yeah, I mean, that seems like kind of a big number, right? They just came off a game. Where they got pretty much torched up and down the field by Geno Smith. Um, I think I don't think they were outgained, but it was very close. Um, they did well against the run, but DK Metcalf's uh, he, you know AJ Brown can do what similar uh, similar things that what uh, DK Metcalf did to that defense. I think Dayron Bland somehow has nine hundred oh pick sixes this year. Um, he I was think that's more of a facade on uh, Thursday night, dude. Yeah, they can be their secondary isn't great, especially without Trevon Diggs. Um, their defense as a whole, you know, I think we have to limit them up front. Obviously, I, I feel like we do pretty well against Micah Parsons in his career. He's definitely gotten us, but um, he's one of the better pass rushers in the league, and we've we've gotten him more more than more than our fair share as well. So, um, I, I really think it's going to sound crazy. It's, I keep every week I keep saying, but we just have to get pressure on the quarterback, and then I'll feel better, right? It'll 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 help limit the secondary having to cover their guys. They don't have as many. Uh, elite names or elite pieces or, or productive stars on offense than uh, some of the other teams, but C.D. Lamb has been playing out of his mind the last couple of weeks in, this year in general. Uh, ever since I think was it Michael Irvin or Des Bryant, somebody said he's not a number one receiver, which is crazy to say. Um, and then he's been just snapping. So we're gonna have to put him and keep him in check. Jake Ferguson had a great week. We're gonna have to keep him in check. Shaq Leonard, uh, if he plays right away, uh, it's you know he's he's gonna be. Uh, Thrust into action uh, yeah. on, a, on a young, uh, rising tight end who just came off a great game. Uh, Brandon Cook's still playing, which is crazy. I think he's only 28, which is the most wild thing ever. But um, And I guess Gallup is their other receiver? I'm not sure. Yeah, he's still um, they, they, they use Dowdle pretty well. He's, he's not bad. And, and Tony Pollard, they have a good O-line, of course. And Dak has been playing well. So we're going to have our hands full, man, in Dallas too. So you know you're going to get some Jerry World calls probably. Um yeah, defense has to just fucking step up. Yeah, I think uh, for me, please, 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 please. Uh, let's just start on the offensive end. Run the ball, okay? Please run the ball. Run the ball at Micah Parsons. Make him be a run defender. It has been a a theme throughout our our run run ins with them is that he does not like when you run at him or use the misdirection and he's kind of just confused and lost as he's trying to, he thinks he's rushing the passer and then there's a guy running right by him. We just need to establish the run early on in one of these games, please. Because as a team, we've totally stopped uh, being who we are and we've gotten away from that identity. How were we so good last year, Ty? We were running the ball down people's throats and there was nothing they could do about it. I mean, what did Miles Sanders run for last year? 1,200, like something... He had a, I mean, he had a thousand yards at least. So, and yeah. we're not even going to come close, probably, to any of these guys running for a thousand yards. It feels like, or if they do, they'll they'll barely touch that number. It just, we don't run the ball nowhere near the level that we did last year. 
and I think it's it's holding us back because it do, it's not opening up the, that the pass game is not as open as it used to be because those guys are just you know they know what they're doing. Last year he ran for twelve hundred and sixty nine yards. That's Miles Sanders. This year he's got three hundred and twenty five. We Brutal. just we have not run the ball this year, man. And it's not not even like uh we I do you think it's that we can't do it or is it that we're just choosing not to? It's a little bit of both, I think. Um, DeAndre Swift week two had twenty eight carries, week three he had sixteen carries, week one he had one. Uh, ever since then he's just he's been in the ten to fifteen ish range, right? Last week against San Francisco six, KC twelve. Um, I don't I don't know I don't know. It's like you know they're they're running. Um, well, it's just like a predetermined script, it seems like, sometimes, especially when you start the game. You know, Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, they're getting some action on pass downs, which is fine, but then you're giving them the ball in second and long, and now it's third and long. So Swift's off the field for, you know, multiple plays now. It's weird. It's 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 confusing. I don't know what Brian Johnson's, you know, what his game plan is, but um, it doesn't really revolve around Swift, right? And the first two weeks, or the first three weeks, I should say, he was a key member, uh, a key, you know, figure of this offense and now he's kind of been just you know he's getting some some stat padding yards he's getting some chunk plays too he, he, he definitely gets the chunk plays but consistently he's he, he's not getting uh they're not letting him get in a rhythm it seems like and obviously a lot of running backs that's huge right get a couple of carries and then you start churning the ball out get five ten yards so yeah i think that's going to be something we need to do um but also, you know, our run blocking has been great this year. I think Jordan Mailata has taken a step back yeah. at that left tackle spot. I think the interior, Jason Kelsey's had been great all year. Uh, he wasn't really uh, he wasn't really good against the Niners, and Cam Jurgens has not been the player we thought at right guard. So that center right guard um, situations been far far less than ideal. Jalen Hurts is a runner. It's it's just not going to be there this year. It, it seems like now he has to deal with uh, whatever. Head issue he has, I'm sure he's fine. Obviously, he came back in, but still, he, you know, he's getting hit more, and that's that's not good. Last thing we want to see is Marcus Mariota. By the way, he played pretty well when he was in. Just saying, yeah, his couple snaps um, didn't look good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he completed a couple passes. I'll take it, right? Um, and he ran the ball, so yeah. he's faster than, than Hurts, that's for sure. Um, so if you want to run some speed option with him, get him in there. But no, I don't. You know, Brian Johnson, I think, is just. It's it's not working. It's not working. Uh, what, what what do you think? Do you think we're just not? I think it's from the early. I think early on for the run game, you have to establish it within the first couple drives, and I don't think we do that enough. And I think we don't use the running backs appropriately because I I mean I guess they're worried about running Swift into the ground, and it seems like that's why, like you said, they you they manage his snaps especially early on in the game, so you see a lot more of Gainwell. You see a lot more of you know. Boston Scott, even though you don't see a ton of these guys, but you see more of them than you do Swift early on in the games. I think it's it's not. I, I mean, I have a tough time believing that this this is essentially the same offensive line that you had last year. That they just aren't going to be able to like that they've completely lost the ability to run block. I, I have a tough time buying that, or I have a tough time believing that. So it has to be a coaching mentality or just a you know I, I i just the thing was that was our identity last year and now this year we almost have no identity whatsoever like we don't know what what is our thing on offense what do we do well what is like what what do we how do we beat teams i guess throwing to aj brown and Devonte smith is that it 
Yeah, that's, I mean, like I said, I guess, I guess Goddard, you know, stats aren't going to be uh, jumping off the page, but his impact, his presence alone yeah. uh, opens up a big chunk of the field, I guess, you know, a lot of the middle of the field. Um, and even just having the defense, you know, put their eyes on somebody else that nobody cares about Jack Stoll or Calcaterra or, uh, you know, Boston Scott or really anybody else. It's, it's Devontae and, and AJ Brown. And if one of them, you know, sometimes there's, there's games where, you know, not, not both of them are getting open. Right. So it, it makes it even easier without Dallas Goddard in there. There's not really much pressure on defenses. Uh, San Francisco's defense did pretty well, right. They were kind of letting us have a little bit here and there, but uh, I, I think we should be able to do moderately well against Dallas. You know, I think we should be able to score definitely 20, but, uh, you know, 30, 30 plus against them. Seahawks just did. So yeah, their secondary is bad, man. I think that's the yeah, thing I, I talked about right? the run, but I think this is going to be a passing game. And I, that worries me because sometimes in these games, they just come in with the idea that, Oh, this is going to be a passing game. Similar to that jets game. They came in. All right, we're going to pass the ball here. They don't have sauce Gardner. They don't have DJ Reed. We're going to pass the ball and it wasn't working and they weren't able to switch off of it. This game, it feels like that's going to be kind of the only way, right? It's it. You're going to have to, you saw the way they were able to move the ball. Uh, Seattle, that is through the air, Deron Bland getting cooked. They, that's it. That's the way to beat these guys. Uh, you know, I, I think you can run the ball on them, but it's going to be another, you know, big game for uh, AJ Brown and some, some big numbers for Devonte Smith. I think it's going to be big. Like you said, if we're able to get Dallas Goddard back out there, and he's, you know, somewhat healthy. I think they wouldn't play him unless he was healthy. So I, I, I think the Eagles, I think this is a perfect um, matchup or bounce back situation here for them. And I mean, I, I don't, if the Eagles are who they say they are, then I don't see why they don't win this game. So it looks like he's been pretty much targeting this game to come back. He practiced three days ago. So it looks like he's, he's supposed to come back, right? Dallas Goddard. So that's good. Um, Fletcher Cox noticed I noticed he played, but I didn't notice him do much with that groin. Not really moving around well. Jalen Carter didn't do anything. Um, Going to need that D-line to really do something. Yeah. Son Reddick, I think. Was it was it Reddick or Sweat early was doing well? I think it was Reddick. Um, yeah, Reddick had Sweat, Sweat seems like he's offside. I, I, not the ones that he was called for, but just in general all year, I, I feel like he's offside all the time. Uh, he, he definitely tries to you know jump the snap, but we need more from everybody, especially up front on the defense to – to get the Dak, rattle him a little bit, do something we couldn't do to Purdy or Josh Allen, really. So, yeah, it's been a huge missing uh, link. It seems like this team is. I mean, I know they. We've we've even said it ourselves, but a lot of people from the outside looking in have said it. This is just not the same team uh, as last year's. They they all of the things that they were good at last year, they just don't do well, or they just choose not to do. Which whether that be run the ball or. They just have not rushed the passer well at all, and I, th- I think a lot of that is is game plan esque because a lot of last year we I, I talked about it last week we were up in those games they knew that the other team was passing the ball and they were able to pin their ears back and get after the quarterback. This year we don't know. We are constantly playing from behind or playing in close games, and the offense the other offense can do whatever they want. They are not in a they're not forced into a box to throw the ball the entire second half of games. It's mainly they're trying to keep the lead and they're running the ball and doing whatever they can. So, Ty, I'm going to say I think the Eagles do put up some points. 
I think the Eagles win this game 34-31. to And it is a close, close game, but we, we, we just kind of skate away with the victory, and we look much better in this game. I will. I will. Um, it's the overrunner for the two and a half. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say 28-24. I'm gonna say 28-24. Maybe a little lower score. Maybe there's gonna be some field goals, uh, or some you know something. A lot long stretches of of play where we don't score. It seems like first half we never score. So, um, yeah, I think I think we get it done with a late score. I think we get another. Um, Game winning, game winning drive, game winning field goal from Elliott, or game winning touchdown from Hurts, something uh, to to shut the crowd up in Jerry World. Shut up, Mister Jerry Jones. And uh, I mean, listen, if they lose this, I'm going to be very doom and gloom oh, the yeah. following Monday. And I know you will be as well. So let's uh, let's go out there. Let's relax with the penalties. We're we're committing a lot of penalties. I've noticed a little bit lately, um, and just get some pressure. What did you think uh, at the absolute glory hole? That's what uh, Jerry Jones thinks is winning the Super Bowl, but I just wanted to make sure I fit that <laughs> in here at some point. How about the Eagles going out, getting Shaq Leonard? They were able, you know, I don't know if they went out and got him as much as he chose to come here because it was between us and Dallas. Now, now you know, Dallas wanted him so bad, now he's cooked. You know, now he's completely, yeah. why would we want him? He's washed. Oh, you think he's going to help the uh, Eagles? Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, you're a fucking moron. Uh what do you, are you excited about this? Uh, I think it's it's better than than uh, we made mention of it in the last uh, last week's episode. I'm happy that they got him, so Dallas can't get him, and I I think he's got to be able to help this defense better than guys like Nicholas Morrow, who like we made mention of had one of the worst games I've ever seen from a linebacker yesterday. Yeah. Um... Well, his first four years in Indy were great, and his last two have just been marred with injuries. And he's only twenty-eight. Um, I think he's actually younger than me. Can't find his birthday. Twenty-eight point three. I don't know. We're we're pretty much the same age. And his back, neck, head—he's he, been through a lot. His body's been through a lot. But he does bring something. Um, uh, he does bring a, a leadership quality to him. Uh, players love him. Coaches love him. He does what whatever you need to win. And, um, so that's good, right? I, you know, I think he's, he brings something different than Morrow in that sense. But for, as far as his play goes, it, it's gonna be tough, man. He's, he's been abused in coverage the last couple of years. And just in general, I mean, in 2020, one of his best years ever, he was targeted 58 times and, um, gave up 50 catches his first year targeted 90 times, gave up 77 catches. So, you know, I, it seems like he can be thrown on, but you know, he was always getting big plays, forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, interceptions, pass breakups, uh, tackles for loss, sacks. He was pretty good as a as a pass rusher from the linebacker spot. Uh, he just seems like he's pretty smart, right? He's somebody you kind of want on the field uh, in general, uh, especially at the end of a game or on third down. So I think he brings a lot of good qualities to this team, right? I don't think Nicholas Morrow, he's been a special teamer and a, a reserve for most of his career in Chicago. I think it is kind of unfair to him. Right, and we also have Nicobe Dean. He's, I'm sure Nicobe Dean's going to be back at some point. So having him uh, learn from Shaq Leonard and Zach Cunningham is huge. That's two guys that have manned a defense for multiple years in this league. That's fucking hard to do. Yeah. Um. You know, you have to be big and mobile. Um. And you know, you're going to be involved in every play, so your body's going to break down quick. So it's hard to keep that athleticism and mobility to play on a field where you know what does what does everybody do? They just they stretch the field. They play four out and. You know you have to you have to keep up, so it's it's going to be tough at times for Shaq Leonard. But I think you know with 
I don't know when Cunningham's coming back. Hopefully soon, which is crazy that I'm saying that. Um, and same with Nicobe Dean. I, I think they can make it work anyway, right? I, I, that, that's not my biggest concern. Linebacker, which is funny. Cornerback, that's my that's my biggest concern. Because right now we have three cornerbacks that alternate weeks of getting just shit on. I think Bradbury was fine. Roby was not. And Roby even, you know, uh, if Marquez Valdez-Scantling makes that catch, uh, I think that was Roby, right? Not Sidney Brown. I think that was yeah, Roby, was Roby. Who, who gave that up. So, sure. you know, he he's lucky. He's not public enemy number one or two in Philadelphia right now. Darius Slay's just getting cooked. He's just a step behind, right? There was one play where uh, a couple of years ago he gets a pass breakup or maybe a pick six. But he was just a step behind reacting. Um, I, that's going to kill us. I think our corners, are, our corner situation is really in deep trouble. And uh, man, I just wish I wish we were able to somehow get Joey Porter Jr. Uh, in that last year's draft. But alas, alas, alas. I like you using that loss, word. I like, I like you pulling that out of it. But I, all, all in all, I am. I think he is going to, like you said, add a little bit element of that leadership. Played in playoff games, a guy that Nakobe Dean can learn from, and I think it just can't get much worse than what we've had <laughs> yeah. running out there in the center. And like you said, it's not necessarily the problem. Uh, you know, linebacker is not the only. Our linebackers have been defense. good most of the year. Yeah, Nicholas Morrow had a good. If you look at his PFF grade again, you know, take it for what you will, but his grade this week was fucking dog shit because he played dog shit. So I mean, there's some truth to it. He was pretty good all year. Zach Cunningham was pretty good all year. Yeah, like. You know, Slay and Bradbury are the guys who are in the 40s and 50s for some of these games. So, yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. And that's so funny because before the year, I was telling you, I'm like, you know, our linebackers, biggest weakness on the team. We got to do something. We got to get somebody. And honestly, even last year, I thought the same thing. Kaiser White and TJ Edwards both played pretty well all year. So, you know, the middle of the field has been a problem, but it's not just because of linebackers. That's that's for sure. No, and, and we it's the the cornerbacks of the secondary has been getting exposed all all season long and cooked. Yesterday the run game kind of got exposed, so maybe a Shaq Leonard will help in that stopping, you know, maybe slowing that run game down a little bit, you know, doing the job that maybe Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter were, are supposed to be, you know, doing that they yeah. haven't really done a great job these last few weeks it seems. So, uh or at least you don't hear their names as much. So I, I, I don't know. Not I, at all. I, I'm feel I'm feeling okay. I, the the more time that goes on, I'm gonna get over this uh, 49ers hangover that I have, and uh, look forward to the Cowboys. We just try to look forward here. But uh, one another name that's kind of out there, Ty Zach Ertz. Uh, he just got he asked for his release from the Cardinals, was granted it, and now is a free agent able to sign wherever he may choose or please, is that somebody that you would be interested in the Eagles bringing in? I know the Eagles, they're going to get Goddard back. They don't really run a whole ton of two tight end uh, situations. But, I mean, honestly, I'd like to see them do it more, maybe run run a little bit more out of some run formations. But, Ty, do you think that that's somebody that you would want? Do you think it's somebody they will bring in? Or even if it's not, where do you think he goes? Uh, Sure. Why not? I think I saw. Was it the Cowboys also were interested in him, or is that uh, fake news? I don't know if I saw that, but um, shout out to yeah, fake I mean, news he's out there everywhere. He's probably our best tight, our, our second best tight end, right after after Goddard. What all? Who else do we even have out there that can? Yeah, I mean, Jack Stoll's so. not getting it done. Yeah, Alberto, Jack Stoll, and Grant Calcaterra—they're not really doing shit. So yeah, I, why not bring him back? The fans are going to go crazy. You know, a lot of nostalgia. 
I'd rather bring in Trey, Mc, you know, guys like their Trey McBride from Arizona, but that's all right. He's he's a young stud, so we're gonna sell for the old the old washed up guy. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I, why not? I mean, there's there's really nothing else you can do at this point. There's, you can't make any trades. There's nobody else out there. We have nobody on the team to elevate unless Tyree Jackson comes back from a uh, injury. But no, I you know why not? It's it seems like he would go somewhere. Like if you're him, Baltimore. Is probably a up there in in your might, that sounds likely in your choices, yeah. But again, you know, it's it's not exactly a, uh, ca- a pass catcher's paradise down there in Baltimore. It's uh, that offense. If you watch their games, I have Lamar in fantasy, so I watch uh, every game that I possibly can, and it's 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 a slog sometimes, man. It, it is yeah. real tough. You know, Zay, if it's not Zay Flowers catching the ball and making people miss. Oh, yeah, it's Odell. It, it, exactly, and Odell's always hurt. He gets hurt every time there's a play to him during the game. Yeah. I, I swear to God, <laughs> it's I, like uh, Deshaun. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because he, I remember when Deshaun when he came back here. It was every time he made a play, he would catch a ball for fifty yards, touchdown. Oh shit, grabbing his hamstring as he goes yeah. to the sideline. You're like, oh, okay, god damn it, man. But um, yeah. I don't know how. I, this is just like a, a, a article that I saw, but uh, four teams. That would be a possibility. Ravens, obviously, one of them. Bills, I guess because they lost Dawson Knox, he could kind of back up. I mean, obviously, Zach Ertz at this point in his career is kind of just a depth of, you know, just adding a little bit of stability to your tight end room. Uh, KC kind of would run some routes out there with uh, Travis Kelsey. That would be interesting for yeah. for him. Uh, you know, and it's, uh, him and KC took a, took a rough loss last night, man. They... Some bad, yeah. bad. Uh, he, the, you know, the, the zebras were not good in that game last night. From what they I were saw, bad. they uh, they were pretty terrible. They they made a, a phantom roughing the, uh, I guess roughing the passer, not roughing the passer, but you know, uh, the call on Mahomes when he was going out of bounds, but he was still in bounds. That was uh, what do you want to call it? Fifteen yard uh, unnecessary roughness. I think. There you go. There you go. Unnecessary roughness. That was terrible. And then they completely miss a pi that would have given the ball to Chiefs the win. Uh, given the ball to Chiefs the win. Given the Chiefs. The win, giving them the ball inside the five. Um, I don't know how they missed. It. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we talked about NFL it last week with that Stefan Diggs. Been and how do they pathetic. miss some of these? Pathetic. They've been terrible. So you know, for the crowd that that says you know games are fixed, uh, you know they're they're holding their uh, sh- their head high after some of these calls. We just have an officiating problem. That's that's the real the real issue. Also, that AJ Brown fumble that wasn't a fumble last week, but then they ruled. Uh, was Keenan Allen or somebody else that fumbled when it was like the same kind of play? So nobody really knows what a catch is. Nobody knows what a fumble is. We have to uh, we have to do some. Also, most of the refs are like sixty five, so we got to do something about that. And they're part time. Yeah, yeah get Gene just, this isn't even their full time job. Yeah, Gene was the best. No, but, sexy yeah, Gene out there. The Italian. Get some more Italians out there, man. No, I'm just kidding. Then, yeah. then you'll start getting get into the out there. All right, we got to talk about Dom DeSandro because you keep, you know, you, you want to keep disrespecting one of the great Italian Americans in this country. Oh, right. he didn't do anything wrong. All right, he was just breaking up a little squabble, and that guy throws a punch at him. I mean, well, yeah. well it's crazy it to see. Punch, it's crazy to see them escorting Big Dom DeSandro off the field. Though. That's that, <laughs> that was, was a wild. wild scene. But also, what his his job title? It must be just like a money laundering scheme from the mafia, like chief executive. Chief security officer to the chief executive officer. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so he's just the head of security, right? He was the one who picked up Shaq Leonard from the airport. Love it. Uh, and, and now he's on the on the sideline. Yeah, he didn't really do anything, but also he did 
technically put his hands on Greenlaw first to kind of, you know, just separate them. He wasn't doing anything wrong, but also why is he there? Why is he right? I, I don't know. I've, I don't have a problem hey, with it, but it's also it happened like, right at his feet, man. He said, Hey, yo, back it up a little bit. Uh, you know what I also loved was Kyle Shanahan bitching about it, crying and saying, Oh, I can't believe he was involved in this. Yeah. I haven't seen the play yet. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like why do people make comments on stuff that they haven't seen yet? I don't yeah. like before I even sit at the press conference. I'm like, if they ask me, I know they're going to ask me about this. I'm going to go watch this real quick to see like what the deal was. Like, even if I don't yeah. get everything that I need to know, I need to have a little information before I go in there and say some dumb shit to make myself sound stupid. And that's exactly what like, um, Kyle Shanahan's a booze bag. Let me just go out and say that. Yeah. Like, he, <laughs> uh, he must have just been thinking of all the ways that he can draw up long touchdowns on Sean Desai. So I guess I can't blame him, right? Uh, so I guess we don't really have much Sixers to talk about. Because they're just being the Sixers, and yeah. you know now they're all sick. They have all sorts of yeah, illnesses going on, so they've been sitting out left and right. So, really, not going to get too worked up about that. Flyers, you know, doing their thing, forcing overtimes and great, racking up points and doing their thing. Honestly, they they have been very impressive in just the way they the game tonight. Yeah, who they play tonight? Uh, played home against the Pens again. They play the Pens again. Yeah, God damn. They, yeah, they're under slight underdogs at home. Did they win the other day? Did they come back and won in a shootout, I think? The Flyers uh, or the, the Penguins? The, well, uh, the, fly, the Flyers. The Flyers beat the Penguins in a shootout, yeah. Uh, okay. So, on Saturday. And uh, the Phillies, there isn't much uh, news going on. In, <laughs> the in, stove is cold. Yeah, the stove has been ice cold, man. Somebody didn't pay the gas bill. <laughs> we are just... I, there's a little bit of conversation about Juan Soto, but it sounds like what they're what they're asking for for Juan Soto is not reasonable. And yeah, not well, something that, I, as a Phillies fan, I think we're going to pay. They have to try to. They have to remember that they're not going to get back what they gave up for him when they gave up James Wood and all those other pieces to the Nats. So they're going to have to lower their expectations. Also, they're poor. Their owner just died. Just randomly, just kicked the bucket. Um, so they, they don't have. A, they don't have that much money all of a sudden. Um, so they're pretty much, dude. I saw uh, like a projection of their opening day ro- uh, pitching rotation. I was like, man. Things are not looking good for the pods, but I love it. I love it as a Dodgers fan. Speaking of the Dodgers, I would love a move to be made because our outfield situation does not look great. Our pitching situation does not look great. We, uh, you know, we're waiting to see what Clayton Kershaw wants to do. I, I don't even care what he wants to do. Just fucking do something, old man. Um, yeah, Otani, I guess, is going to get somewhere between 450 and 550. Uh, Bob Nightingale, who's... Yeah, seems oh, to be man. always real wrong. hit or miss, man. Real hit real, or miss. He really is hit or miss. Sometimes he'll just be the first to break it. Everyone's like, "All right, I don't trust it." And then like everybody comes out and says, "Yep, he had a first. He had a first. And you're like, "God damn it! All right, maybe he maybe he has his finger on the pulse, but maybe he maybe he's a booze bag allegedly. Who knows, right?" I, I think I'm that's gonna a, start saying. I that, think that's man. very likely. I, I'm going to start saying now. Anytime <laughs> somebody pisses me off that he's allegedly a booze bag, I don't know if he is. Allegedly. There's a good chance. That he he will seen, be whoever, I mean, look whoever. at it, look at his Twitter, Av. He's he looks like a booze bag. I don't know. Yeah, I just saw a video of him, uh, a video of somebody asking him who they think is signing Otani. He said the Dodgers four hundred and fifty to five hundred fifty million. Uh, he seemed confident. He had his coffee ready. I I was I'm ready to go into war with Bob Nightingale, slightly behind me in the back, so he doesn't get harmed. But hey, man. I've, I think I, I've been there as a uh, as a fan when he was saying that uh, we're going to get this guy or that guy. I'm pretty sure he was one of the people saying we're going to get Bryce Harper. I was like, dude, I fucking love Bob Nightingale. So yeah, he I think he might have broke Bryce Harper and he also broke Manny Machado to the Dodgers. So he's breaking the big ones. He might he might have his finger on the pulse of the big ones. He also just notoriously spells names wrong. Yep. And, and 
calls people their their father's names. I think he might do that on purpose, or again, the booze bag situation allegedly. But I am predicting Otani to the Dodgers. Hopefully, we get Yamamoto too. Fuck it. Why? Listen, that's not my money. I don't have much money. They can go out and spend it all, and ho- hopefully, we have a nice a nice uh, line. Also, the Braves they're 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 wheeling and dealing. They just ripped off the Mariners, so that's yeah, good. Got Jared Kelnick um, for basically nothing. Nothing. Um, and they're in it, they're in it for Otani apparently. So let's see, man. Yeah, I I I think that the, the Seattle shedding a little salary is interesting as well. Because they, I, I, I've heard their name connected to this whole thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, I the Phillies did extend Rob Thompson. Don't. Uh, I know. There you go. I don't care. You know. I. I <laughs> let me just say that it's um, that doesn't make me feel good at all. It's not something I'm excited about because I am anti Rob Thompson, and I've uh, made that statement very, multiple times here and on every platform that I could possibly be on. So. <laughs> Uh yeah, there's not really much going on with the Phillies. I'm hearing names like you know Araldus Chapman. Uh, no, thank you, please. I'm yeah. actually don't want to talk with the Phillies because that's going to make me sad now, and I'm going to keep it moving. But Ty, before we get out of here, I did want to discuss a you know the probably some of the other bigger sports news uh, in the world of sports. Uh, the, figure that the college football playoff uh, that has been a big topic of conversation. And uh-huh. who's in, who's out, who should be in, who should be out. I think the automatic locks were Michigan and Washington. You couldn't, no matter what, yeah. do whatever you wanted to take them out. It just, they, they earned their spot. They earned the right to be there, and they got in. The other two teams, I think it was three battling for two spots, it seemed, or maybe four battling for two spots. What, what was the order? It was, was it uh, Texas, Texas, Alabama? Texas, Bama. So yeah. I always say, so it wound up being Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama. And I think they got it right, Ty. I know Florida State thinks they should be there. And they, they off merit, they they did deserve to be there. But they got screwed. And that's just kind of how things go sometimes. And you know what really screwed them was Travis uh, Jordan Travis's ankle hanging, dangling from its, from its usual home against Northern <laughs> Alabama on senior night. And, that was crazy and, and that, fucking sad. That's that was the end. That was it. It's I I I really don't think that there's any way they could have put Florida State in there and had a good game against whoever was left in there. And I know they earned the right to be there. I know that that's the fucked up part about this is they won yeah. all the games and they earned the right to be there. But if you look at it right now and what's going on and uh, you can put all of it together, you know, merit and resume and everything. They are not one of the best four teams left in college football right now. No, yeah, I, I, it's hard because like I feel bad. Uh, it's yeah, a, they it's got a pretty deep year. It's the last year, so it's not going to matter ever again, right? It, it sucks. Like they go undefeated, they win the championship, they beat some good teams, smoked LSU week one. That win looked, you know, looked good all year. They were, they, you know, probably should have lost to Clemson. Probably should have lost to Boston College. One of those teams, but uh, they smoked Duke, uh, beat Miami, beat Florida, beat their rivals, right? Beat Louisville, but. Uh, at the end of the day, you know the team that y- you put any um, any stat any number up in the FSU category, you got to kind of put an asterisk an asterisk next to it because they don't have George Travis anymore. Two hundred about two hundred and twenty yards in the last two games each. That's not going to cut it, man. The, the thing that the committee and that the people in general that are in charge of these things that they're trying to eliminate 
The thing they're trying to eliminate is these semifinal blowouts, 56-7, 61 uh, 35-10. It, it keeps happening every single year, right? Yeah. The championship's good, but the semifinals games suck. And so who wants to see Florida State with Tate Rodemaker or Brock Lynn play against um, – who would they play against? I guess they'd play against Michigan, they, they, right? Michigan they, they, they probably would have played Michigan. They'd probably score three points against Michigan, and they'd probably give up 34 or, uh, their defense is they had a really salty, good defense. That's the thing. Yeah, their, their defense is still pretty salty. But like when the offense can't do anything, like anything, they have some decent weapons. Shout out to Lawrence Toafili from St. Pete High. Um, they they just can't pass the ball. Like they have two inexperienced young backup quarterbacks. A lot of teams, you know, a lot of teams do, but some teams have a quality backup. They just don't. And I I don't think you can justify putting them in the in the top four. Without their quarterback, that is the most important position, and that's their best player. Yeah, and they have the biggest drop off from starter to backup is probably them. Tate Rodemaker is not ready. Uh, he did, he looked like sh- he didn't do shit against Florida, and Florida is a bad bad team. He was twelve of twenty five for one hundred thirty four yards. That's terrible. If you can't, if that's what he's doing against Florida, what's he going to do against Michigan? Right? What's he going to do against Washington? They don't have a great defense, but they have some playmakers and. You know, Brock Lynn, 8 of 21, 55 yards against Louisville. Louisville's not that good of a team. I know they're 10 and 3. I know they're ranked, but they just lost to Kentucky. They lost, I think, on the road. They got smoked on the road against 3 and 9 Pitt. Yep. Like, that's not a good team. It's a team that's outperforming expectations with a first year coach. Uh, he brought his QB over, and Jack Plummer, he played like dog shit against FSU. Um, yeah, 16 points, 16 6, and 24 15, back to back weeks against two bad teams. Nobody wants to see them in the playoff. I'm sorry. Like, it's not their fault. They did everything they could, right? They won even without their quarterback twice. But, you know, <laughs> I just I, – I don't see how you can – I get it. They, they did all the things. But they also – the committee factors in injuries. It's something they've said. Yeah. Um, and they, they just couldn't get in. They, they just couldn't. I'm sorry. It's a deep year. It's the last year of the four teams. Honestly, I'd, I'd rather have seen Ohio State and Georgia in over Florida State. Um, like, I just without yeah. Jordan Travis, they're not that good of a team. I'm it's sorry. easy for us to say uh, from not being a Florida State fan because if I was a Florida State fan, I would be fucking infuriated. Like, I, yeah, it would, because I then true, it's right? like the games don't matter. All of that conversation happens, but. When you're when you look when you're able to kind of back up and look at this from you know a, a wide view, you just you know th- there's just no way they're going to be able to compete with these other teams that are left in the playoff. There's yeah. there's no way, and that that's the unfortunate part of it. And they have to kind of take that into account when they when they do these college football playoffs. I mean, you you can't your quarterback can't. P- throw for fifty-five yards against Louisville, and you expect yeah. me to put you in the in the, in the college football playoff? Yeah. I can't. So what happens when we see you against Washington or Michigan, and you lose 34 three, and everyone's like, "Oh, another year with a bad semifinal game. We shouldn't have put this team in if their quarterback was hurt." That's what the narrative would have been, and everybody would have hated the committee for putting FSU in after the fact, right? Yes. And I see everybody trying to like Booker McFarland just saying, "Oh, this is." pathetic embarrassing to the sport it's like bro let's let's calm down okay i get you're a, you're a former player and you know the player it's not the player's fault like they did everything they no, could jared not. verse jared verse and Braden fisk should be playing in a college football playoff same with keon coleman these guys deserved it but you know that there's other deserving teams right i, I mean i you could argue georgia's more deserving than florida state even with a loss because they they were the best team all year and then they'll lose by three 
to Bama, like yeah, Ohio State too. They lost by three to Michigan. You know, so it sucks. It really does. Would Florida Next State year, have beaten Georgia or Alabama on Saturday? No, no, fuck no, no. So they, there you go. Would Florida Would Florida State beat LSU without no. Jordan Travis? <laughs> no. Would they beat Notre Dame without Jordan Travis? Like that. That Probably. is a bad team. That almost okay. Is that too far? I mean, they almost lost to Florida. The Florida game was close all game. The Louisville game was close for most of that game until the very end. Like, I don't know, man. Jack Plummer just, you know, figured it out. I think Louisville could have got it done. Jawar Jordan got shut down. So that you know, it shows you how good FSU's defense is. But even Coach Prime shading FSU saying that they didn't deserve to be in. Um, he hates Florida State, th- though. He does. He does. I guess they hate him. But also, he's not wrong. So Also, nah. apparently, this is crazy. Deion Sanders' wife is in the transfer portal, so shout out to that. What? Yeah. <laughs> is she getting a divorce? Did she just put herself <laughs> in the transfer no, portal? Okay. She is. I, I saw a report on Twitter that said that they're getting a divorce, and somebody said, damn, even his wife's in the transfer portal. <laughs> That's I, wild. That's I wild. Started cracking and she's, up. you know, she's probably, she's got luggage, and she's she bringing luggage with her, and it's Louie. All right, so. Uh, now, nah, uh, Coach Prime winning Sportsman of the Year after going four and eight <laughs> is wild. Absolutely, <laughs> that insane. is wild. Sports Illustrated. I, I used to look up to them, so I don't know what's going on with them lately. I don't know anybody who even works for SI anymore. So that goes to show you where they where they are. They're heading towards the deadspin area, which is uh, no longer existing. So did you like? Uh, so in this, did you see Michigan and uh, or Michigan's like famed or their boosters or whatever? <laughs> When they heard that they're playing Bama, the like, the disgusted like, oh no, like kaboom, yeah. like they. I mean, listen, I'd rather play Florida State too. I'm not hell yeah. A lot. That, but, well, that shows you everything you need to know, though. Like that, that's that, yeah. they didn't want to play fucking Bama yeah. because they're the better team. Yeah, they have a full team. They have Jalen Milrow, who's a scary motherfucker, touching the ball every snap instead of Brock Lynn, who you know, true freshman. Or even if Tate Rodemaker plays, he's not much better, you know. So. um yeah, yeah, I saw him I without his pads telling. on. I was like, okay, that's that's all I need to know. When they showed him before the game, I'm like, they're like, he is not playing today. I'm like, who the fuck is that? They're like, Tate Rodman. I'm like, oh, that was the backup court. Okay, yeah, Good they made the right call. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's, it sucks. It's very unfortunate. Also, um, I was going to say something. What was I going to say? Also, Alabama almost lost to Auburn. Probably should have lost to Auburn. I mean, fourth and goal from the 31 yard line. How do you not? I mean, Jesus Christ. But anyway, I, I think Michigan, it's going it's, it's to be a good game. I think these semifinals games are going to be good. I know, you know, they, there's probably going to be one blowout. However, uh, you know, also, hey, LSU playing in Tampa, baby. Let's fucking go. Are you going? I get to finally, yeah, it's going to be on New Year's Day. It's going to be at noon. So that's going to be uh, a struggle to get out to get, get out to old Ray J. God knows how much an Uber is going to be. But I, I will be there. I will be there no matter what is what I will say. Love that. Shout out to Mbappe. Uh, if I had to pick the uh, the playoff on the spot right now, I mean, one the, minus, minus one and a half for Michigan. Uh, minus 122. I would probably still take Michigan. I think they'll be able to just dominate the line of scrimmage. You know, But they lost one of their big uh, offensive linemen uh, in, in that yeah. Ohio State game. And they took care of business against Iowa, but Alabama's a whole different animal. And then Texas is a four and a half point favorite against Washington. Uh, People couldn't believe that Iowa was uh, predicted to not score a single offensive touchdown or even really a point on some books. People were like, oh, the only got to do is score. How hard could that be? I'm like, bro, you haven't watched Iowa this year. They can't fucking score. Uh, And people were just, oh, 
no, it's a long game in Michigan, you know, they're not that good. I'm like, all right, well, you bet on Iowa to score some points and see what happens. And they get shut out. So there you go. Deacon Hill, have you seen their quarterback, by the way? Yeah, he big boy. Yeah, unit. Unit. He big boy, man. He he don't miss no meals. And the thing with Iowa is they've been bad offensively my entire life, it seems. Uh yeah. can you name one quarterback who's come out of Iowa? Um yeah. Who? <laughs> Uh, fuck's his name. He's in the league now. Is he? I'm probably tripping then. I don't know. Um. <laughs> this is a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> trying to figure out. <laughs> Quarter- uh, I- what's his name? Bethard. CJ Bethard. Oh, wow. Sorry. Yeah. That's Ricky the only Stanzi? one I can come up with. Because we had him. him. Did we have? Yes. Yeah, Stan- <laughs> um, did we have Bethard? Wasn't he on the team in the preseason that we cut him? Uh, it's possible. I swear that's a thing. I don't think I, I don't it could think not be off. a thing. Who knows about it? I mean, dude, who knows anymore? I, I am completely cooked and fried. That I don't know. But no, other than other than um tight ends, they don't really produce much. Oh, Lyman, I guess. But Beathard's playing for the Jaguars now. There you go. See, I knew they had one. But that is it. Cade McNamara. He transferred from Michigan to Iowa. He's the backup. There's that. Yeah, that dude that plays for them is a fucking unit, bro. He is a huge, know, yeah. huge guy. So, uh, Ty, I think that's about it for uh, the old shoulder. Stri- One not, more bolt. Oh, wow, I must said shoulder strikes MMA, Whoa. man. We got to get work. You're getting excited. I'm getting. That's what's next, ladies and gentlemen. But this will probably be the last pod game. until next year. Next next year, Jesus, next week. For the uh, for the for what were you about to say, Notre Dame? Uh, Notre Dame, Oregon State, and the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. What Who do you cares? Think? Uh, I will not be watching probably a snap from that. Um, we should blow them out, though. They don't have a quarterback or a head coach, I think. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. That's that's wild. Sam Hartman will be out there. We we fired our wide receiver coach, and we brought some new guy in. Every wide receiver that we had pretty much transferred out. So now we're going to have to transfer in a bunch of quarterback or uh, wide receivers. We might, we might get well, Riley Leonard. Who cares, though? The- the portal is absolutely jumping. Uh, so there's going to be there's gonna be guys to pick up for sure. The options are out there. It's LSU's playing in the Relia Quest Bowl. I'm not sure what that means, but we're in it against Wisconsin. So hammer the under, folks. And if you look uh, hard enough into the transfer portal, you may be able to find Deion Sanders' wife <laughs> in there. So uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the Hot Take Hot Box. And this has been another great, illustrious episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, congratulations to the 49ers. I know you guys all needed it. You won your Super Bowl. I, I hope the parade is great. I hope you all have a great time at it. And yeah, make sure to avoid all the poop that will be all around the sidewalks and in the streets <laughs> as you people celebrate. But uh, my name is Matt McSweeney. I am Ty Capone. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, um, many men wish death upon me.